you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hi, everybody. This is your host, Susan Rosen. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about three short subjects. Another one of my, um, oh, here's some interesting things I have found in my reading. And I always find interesting things in my reading. First up is that they found that heart disease may accelerate cognitive decline. And I think that's just something that we all um, are pretty interested in. So it says, and this was in the um, Harvard Women's Health Watch newsletter that I get. And they found that if you have coronary artery disease, you may be at higher risk for cognitive problems. And this was a study that was published in the June issue of the Journal of the American College of Cardiology, June of 2019. They found in this study that for people with coronary artery disease and have blockages in the arteries that lead to the heart. And when the blood flow to the heart is slowed or blocked, this can result, as we all know, in a heart attack or the pain, the heart pain, chest pain that's known as angina. So the study authors looked to see whether this condition had any effect on quote-unquote thinking skills. So they, um, they took different people with no history of heart disease and followed them for 12 years and administered three cognitive tests throughout the course of the study. At the end of the study, they found that 5.6% of the people in the study experienced a heart attack or angina. They also found that these people, same people, were not more likely to have experienced cognitive decline before their heart episode or immediately after. But, it's a big but, they were at a much higher risk for cognitive decline in the years that followed. They don't know why it's occurred, but they said, which I would agree with, that doctors should be aware of this risk and they could start monitoring people with coronary artery disease more carefully for this kind of issue coming up. So I think that's that's particularly important for us to know because we all know people who've had heart attacks or have had angina 
whether they are our parents or relatives or family friends or ourselves could be. I have not had that issue yet. I should say I have not had that issue, period. I do not intend on getting it. Okay, that's enough for that. So the second one that I found, which I thought was kind of interesting, and it refers back as well to a podcast that I did um, quite a while ago about omega-3s. And this is for um, a group at Tufts University. The researchers, they were investigating the association between, quote, circulating blood levels, unquote, of N3 PUFAs, which are omega-3s, and aging among older adults. So they were looking to see whether there were any um, items that found that one made the other lower or higher. I didn't say that very well, did I? Okay, back to this. They found that higher blood levels of omega-3s found in seafood were associated with a higher likelihood of healthy aging. I thought that was really interesting. The study published in the October issue, which would have been last October 2018, um, of the British Medical Journal, included 2,622 adults, average age 74, who were already taking part in the U.S. cardiovascular health study, which ran from 1992 to 2015. And they found that when they went back and were looking at this for different information, that blood levels of omega-3s were measured at baseline 6 and 13 years. And these included the EPA, the DHA, as well as the DPA, and the ALA. So EPA, if I say that it's not gonna make any it's not gonna make any difference. Icosapentaenoic acid. I'm sure I'm murdering that one. Um, that's the EPA. The DHA is docosahexan hexanohexanoic acid. DHL. DHA and never one. The only one that any of us recommend, uh, will recognize is the alpha-linolenic, can't say it, linolenic acid, which is ALA. And the ALA usually you get in plants. <clears throat> the other three you get in um, seafood. So the they looked um, through medical records and the diagnostic tests. And when they did that, the researchers discovered that 89% of the participants experienced unhealthy aging over the 23-year study period, while 11% with higher blood levels of omega-3s experienced healthy aging. 
and that was defined as survival free of major chronic diseases and without mental or physical dysfunction. So that's kind of interesting, huh? Um, the study authors point out that this is or was an observational study. So no firm conclusions can be drawn about cause and effect. But a possible explanation for this effect is that omega-3s help to regulate blood pressure, heart rate, and inflammation. Well, duh, yeah. So, okay. I won't start doing editorial content again. Um, okay, so number three in our little list here was that um, they say they also, this also came from a September 2019 newsletter. They were reporting on a um, on a study that came out in arthritis care and research, and they are looking at long-term use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs (NSAIDs) for osteoarthritis and what they came with the headline is on this little article is more reason to avoid long-term use of the NSAIDs for osteoarthritis unless your doctor has advised it it seems that the pain relief effects peak during the second week of use and then gradually decline and by the eighth week of taking those there's absolutely no there's well, not absolutely there is no significant pain relief on average compared to a placebo according to an analysis of 72 clinical trials involving people with knee osteoarthritis and again that was the study that was in the arthritis care and research journal so NSAIDs include over the counter options like ibuprofen and naproxen and they also included prescription drugs things like celecoxib diclofenac and meloxicam so the incidence of adverse effects mostly minor and transient mind you such as gastrointestinal distress well yeah i would call it that that hurts a lot i've had that um, edema, which is swelling, and increased blood pressure became significant by the fourth week of use and continued for the duration, though different NSAIDs had varying risk profiles. Okay. These findings support the standard recommendation that these drugs should be used at the lowest effective dose and for the shortest duration, the authors noted. Okay, so that goes out to everybody. <clears throat> Stay away from long-term use of ibuprofen and naproxen and all of those kinds of things unless, you know, unless your doctor tells you that that's what you should be on. <clears throat> there are 
always seem to be new studies coming out on all of these. And I know from my own experience how trashed my stomach got from being on ibuprofen for a long period of time. So, um, yeah, I would, um, I would just look with a critical eye on taking those for anything longer than just a few days. Okay, so that is it for this podcast. And always remember, you can probably say it along with me, that I am not a doctor. And whatever I talk about on this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. And especially not my little editorial comments that I am always adding. Okay. Be sure and listen. And if you've missed any of the other old podcasts, they are all up on YouTube. I have a channel there, Healthy Tips After 50 Podcast. You have to put the podcast at the end, otherwise you won't find it. They are also to be found on my Facebook page, Healthy Tips After 50. They are also on my website at healthytipsafter50.com. So there are lots of places, not to mention the usual podcasting places like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, so on and so forth. So definitely follow me. And if you've missed any episodes, go back and listen to the game to them again. <laughs> okay. Thanks, and I will look forward to talking to you all again next time. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.